Hey everyone, today I'm joined by Melanie Johnson. Let me introduce you to Melanie. Melanie Chirella Johnson is a powerhouse media mogul and entrepreneur. She is the founder, owner and founder of Elite Online Publishing, which has published over 3,000 books, making all of its authors number one bestsellers. Melanie got her start in the industry by by owning and operating chains in Houston and Dallas that grew to be worth over $100 million. Melanie is also Wall Street, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, 16 times bestseller and TEDx speaker. She's the co-host of the podcast Elite Expert Insider, and she started as a news anchor in Detroit, Detroit after she won the title of Miss Michigan and was the first runner-up to Miss America. Melanie has been involved in many high-profile projects, and she built a 25,000-square-foot Houston mansion and the 13,000-square-foot Walloon Wake House, both of which became successful six-figure short-term rentals. She also started charity auction consignments, which helped charities with over $600,000. Melanie graduated from Michigan State University with a degree in communications and was the first girl to receive a varsity letter in a boys' sport Oh my gosh, let me say that again. <laughs> Melanie graduated from Michigan State University with a degree in communications and was the first girl to receive a varsity letter in a boys sport in the state of Michigan. So with that said, Melanie, thank you so much for being here on the Author's Leverage. Thanks so much for having me, Parchel. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm curious now. This bio has sparked uh, some curiosity <laughs> as to what sport this was <laughs> that you so got a varsity letter in. Well, you know, you asked me about my uh, maiden name, Melanie Chirella Johnson. So Chirella is my maiden name, which in the wrestling world, collegiate wrestling world is famous because my brother was is in the Wrestling Hall of Fame, four-time All-American, three-time NCAA champ. His sons were all wrestlers. One's a coach at University of Michigan right now. So at the time, I wanted to wrestle. And my parents, there was no girls wrestling at that time. And my right. parents were absolutely not. You are not going to be the only girl on the boys wrestling team. That's just not happening. And so um, I opted for boys track because there was a really limited um, opportunity in girls track. We only mm -hmm. had one meet the whole season where the boys were competing twice a week. So um, I was the only girl broke the barrier and lettered in the sport. I was beating all the boys. They used to make the excuse that uh, they just beat me. Uh, I just beat them because I wanted to run behind me, of course. Right. <laughs> and I was in eighth grade at the time in middle school when I did that. So but then the next year, five more girls joined the boys track team. So started a trend. You totally started a trend. That is awesome. And you're starting trends that seems to be your pattern um, across yeah. the board. Just in so much you've accomplished. So I just want to acknowledge that and um, just definitely, uh, you know, give praise where it's due, because I know that it really takes a certain mindset to um, create trends and to see how you can really be, be of value and be yourself in the process. Mm -hmm. Right. So with Elite Online Publishing, Tell us a little bit about that journey. How did all roads lead towards, you know, supporting experts and authors in this way? And, you know, sometimes life has a way of steering you in the direction that it wants to go. Um, so my background was television and owned and operated TV stations. And then when life shifted and the crash happened and marriage ended and uh, my husband kind of destroyed the businesses. And so um, but I knew even before that happened, when I um, ended my marriage, that I wanted to not be in television. I thought the forefront was the Internet. And so I really put my efforts into learning how to market that digital marketing, other ways that you could leverage that and leverage your expertise and advertising and content. 
And one of my journeys taught me how to publish books. So um, I published a couple books myself. I had a villa down in the Dominican Republic, which I used to help raise money for charities. And um, Jen Foster was at some of these same meetings that I was at, and we became friends and we were both divorced and weren't going to have our kids for part of the month. And we decided to do a book writing retreat down in the Dominican Republic. And um, we did everything on the fly. We were doing it at the convention on the break. She was a website developer. We created the logo. Canva had just come out. No one really knew what it was. We created our logo. She made the website. We made a Facebook page. We made three videos in the lobby promoting it. And so we had this little book retreat that we thought, oh, maybe this will be fun to do like once a year. Um, so came home, launched the books. Of course, they became bestsellers. And then all of a sudden, people came out of the woodwork. Hey, Melanie, I didn't know you published books. Can you have coffee with me? Can you have lunch with me? So the next thing I knew, I told Jen, hey, I don't know about you, but I'm getting these inquiries. I think we have a little business here. So at the time I was doing real estate investment and then that market tanked when oil tanked. And so my side hustle of book publishing became my main hustle. And um, the rest is history. We've published almost 3000 books now. We've made all of our authors number one bestsellers. And, um, and I just love it. It's been so rewarding to bring people's stories to life and see the look on their face and then know that their story, when it gets in the hands of other people, is going to inspire them and motivate them and maybe change their life along the way. Oh, my gosh. I, I love stories like that, right? When you just sort of just stumble upon a, a wonderful gem that has really opened the door for you and for the authors that you're supporting. So um, I, I just love that. And and it also lends itself to really the bare bones of what is necessary to be mm -hmm. successful with a book launch. I mean, I know that time has passed since that happened to today, um, but can you share a little bit more uh, in that regard? When you think about marketing a book and what it means to be successful right. with it, what are those key areas that really need to be heavily considered and thought through before even publishing a book. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit about innovation that goes along with that. And you had mentioned, you know, being someone who pivots and, and knows how to transcend businesses. And I think part of that is being relevant. So um, it starts with choosing your publisher, too, is picking someone who's innovative. I mean, things are changing. We used to really be a differentiator doing people's Amazon author pages. And guess what? Amazon just took those away three weeks ago. So most of that content that really? we were putting there is gone. Yeah. So remember, I think you and I were having the conversation that you could have all these videos and photographs and RSS feed um, about three weeks ago in the middle of December. They just took it away. So all you can have there now is your bio and other books that wow. you've published. So now we're being more strategic about what actually goes in the bio with links and things like that. But they gave us something else. They gave us A plus content, um, which goes on your sales page, which is all these beautiful graphics and everything. But really kind of getting back to the original question is, you know, what should you be thinking about in making a best-selling book? And um, number one, you have to have a good book, right? The cover is the most important thing. You can have the best book you could imagine and you have a crummy cover, it's just not going to sell. People aren't going to be attracted to it. Even when you give it away, your cover represents your brand. So like if your website's ugly, right, then it's not going to look great. You and I were talking about having regular backgrounds and digital backgrounds and being branded. Every single thing you do represents you and your brand. So make sure you have this beautiful 
professionally done cover. So um, hopefully your publishing team has great cover designers. Otherwise, you're going to have to resource that out separately. I always think it's better if you can find a publishing house that has everything under one roof. Otherwise, you're making it harder for you. It's like you're your own subcontractor. If you're remodeling your house or building a house, you're managing the electrician, the tile layer, the plumber, versus if you have a general contractor, they're dealing with all of that noise and making sure everything is running smoothly. And you just have to talk to that one person. So it really starts with cover. The other thing is make sure you have a plan for your book. We're going to talk more nonfiction books here because I think that's your clientele. Um, yeah really should be more than the book. Um, I want to tell you now, don't write a book just to write a book and you don't have a back end. You don't have a course to go with it. You don't have a membership to go with it. You don't have a product, a service, a speaking career, something that it's going to promote and go with it. A book that stands alone is like the lonesome dove, right? You really have to have this whole plan put together. Um, that's what we like to work with our authors to have a complete plan of how are you going to leverage the book for your business? How are you going to use this book to get clients or how are you going to use it to propel your expertise and credibility? Because now you're going to have it. Um, so that's very, very important. Um, so knowing that plan before you even start the book. Um, making sure you have a call to action in the book so then it drives the audience somewhere else. Because usually if someone reads a book about you, they want more content. So they may want to go to your course. Wow, I love this. I would love to like have more. Let me sign up for their course. Let me sign up for their coaching. So you really have to seed that within the book, not being salesy, but make sure they have a place to go and they know what to do after the book is, is done and they've closed that book. So um, a lot goes into a bestseller that I don't know if we have time for all of it today, but it's, you know, the keyword research for your book, the book description, making sure it's in the right categories. Um, if you try and self-publish your book, Amazon's going to give you two categories. And most publishing houses, we worked with several traditional publishing houses this year because they don't do the marketing. So we were doing the bestseller campaign and they're like, oh, well, it's just in the two categories. We're like, well, we get like our last author that just was published a couple of weeks ago was in 22 categories in four countries. I mean, that's the wow. kind of, you know, um, bandwidth that you want for your book. It's like saying, well, two categories is okay. Well, that's like saying, well, I'm at Walmart and Target, which are great, but what about everywhere else, right? There's thousands of other places that can see you. Another key thing is you want to be on Amazon, but you also want to have global distribution. So Amazon is just Amazon where the majority of books are sold, but you do want to be at Walmart and Target and Barnes and Noble and all those places. So you have to be on their platform and Ingram's platform as well. That's powerful. And I love what you just said. Make sure that you have a good book with a good cover that's strong, that's going to represent your brand well, and then have a strategic plan, like think through um, how all this connects to the growth of your business and ensuring that you have that customer journey sort of already laid out because it, it'll inform how you write your book and allow you just to see what's what's for you and for your readers beyond just the physical book itself. I mean, a lot of uh, authors that I know, in fact, when I spoke to not too long ago, uh, reached out to her on, on LinkedIn and she responded back about her book marketing that her book is getting ready to release like in two to three weeks. Yeah. And I said, well, how, how's the launch going? Like, what's going on? She's like, I don't even know what's next. Right. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is not, it's not uncommon, right. For authors to go through 
you know, this process at times and end up asking that question, now what? Right. So for someone that is, let's say, in that position, would you speak to them and what you would advise them to do at that point to still as much as possible be successful with their book? Yeah, that um, so I can point to a friend of ours, Kate DeLeo. She was a little bit in that position and she ran across us. So we worked with her publishing house to create a bestseller campaign. So not all publishers work with us. Her publisher was awesome and did a great job publishing the book. But we were that like the icing on the cake, so to speak. So then we came in, did this great promotion for her, made her an, an international bestseller in multiple categories. So then she had some success and then also taught her how to use her book. We added that in there. Like, okay, don't get wrapped up in these sales of making $2 on your book. Let's see, you know, her goal was to do speaking gigs and, um, and get paid for them. She had signed up with this like speaker bureau thing and she got, I think it was like seven places that she could speak. And then after her book came out and she had international bestseller, they reached out to her said, we're adding you to 22 stages, I think it was. And then they were paying for her. So big difference, right? You know, going from not having to pay your own way and all that stuff to getting money for that. And it was really due to her book. So I can't tell you, probably every week we get at least two, sometimes more authors that are in your friend's position or they've paid for something and got nothing. Um, So it kind of starts with, in the beginning, really research your publisher and not just see who their referrals are, testimonials are, actually search Amazon under the publisher's name and try and reach out to those authors that maybe aren't on there. Make sure Mm. they've had a good experience. Make sure their book was published. Make sure they have a process. Like we have a process and we have meetings with our authors and we have a slideshow um, of going over each step. But not only that, we have portals. We have an author portal that all the resources are in there. So they know what's coming next. If they're like, huh, what did they talk about at that last meeting? They can go in there and look at all the PDFs, all the topics. And then we have a marketing portal. So all the marketing stuff is in there and and we're always adding things to it. Like this is such a cool little thing. Not everywhere has a Kroger's grocery store, but Kroger's allows book signings there. So you can sign Mm -hmm. up and do a whole series of book signings at Kroger's. They check the books out at the um, at the counter and you can be there all day. Or what we suggest, like our insider tip is to kind of elevate you as the author, have someone, your assistant or your son or daughter work the table all day. And then you're there just for so many hours to do the signings. So then it's advertised that the author will be here from one to three, but then they can be selling books all day there. So, um, you know, those types of things that we run across and we're just always putting them in the marketing portal. So they have that extra support of things that they can do. So just be really careful and make sure that they're going to be with you every step of the way. Um, we're not for everybody because we have a concierge service and we're, we're more of a high level. Um, but we really deliver and you want to make sure your publisher is really going to deliver for you. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I, I love that. I mean, just that process alone and what you've described is just leaps and bounds, I think, uh, compared to, you know, how other publishers approach this and supporting authors. And so um, why, why for you was that important to ensure was part of that process? You know, you want to make it 
enjoyable. I mean, publishing a book and writing a book is is hard. Um, you're putting your heart and soul to it, and um, and the marketing to keep it going. I mean, you got to market it for the lifetime of the book. So many authors like give up after a year. Okay, I did it. Now I'm on to the next thing. But you know, we've had authors even two years later, all of a sudden their book has gotten them more clients. So you've got mm -hmm. to keep up with that. And I think it's important just to make the journey easy. I, I equate it again to someone building your house. I'm remodeling this flip house right now. And um, the lady I'm working with is amazing. I give her my list and boom, 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 it's done, right? Yeah. Versus I've worked with builders and I go in there and I'm like, oh my gosh, what were they thinking? You know, this is not right. That's not right. I had tile done in the house I'm in now and, you know, it's supposed to be staggered and they stacked it one on top of another. And I'm like, did this guy never lay tile before? So, I mean, you just want to know that you're going to be in good hands. Everything's going to be done right. Um, the thing with publishing, though, I'm going to warn you, like anything else, like doing a house, all of a sudden you open a wall and you're like, oh, man, the wood's rotted here. I mean, so stuff happens. We get things back from Amazon all the time, but that's why we're here. It's like, oh, we're not accepting your book subtitle because of blah, blah, blah. Or there's something wrong with this because of blah, blah, blah. And so you don't have to deal with it because you're going to look at it like, I don't know what the heck they're talking about. So that's what our team does because we do it every day and we have that relationship when we go back and forth um, and get it fixed because there's always some little thing that a glitch because you're dealing with Amazon to make sure that it, that it works well. Man, I love that. And your, your team is so supportive as well. I mean, having met uh, Karen and a number of folks there at Elite Online Publishing, um, I have to say anyone listening, uh, Elite Online Publishing is literally one of the best publishers you can go with, um, in, in my opinion. Just the process is smooth. They really care about your book, really meaningful people, uh, women led, which I think is also important. Um, all those things come together and really create a beautiful experience for authors. And so um, and so that that's so huge. And they're going to support you when it comes to, like I said, strategy. How does this fit in overall with your business? How can you be successful with it? Because um, even you just mentioned, um, you know, authors give up after a year when it comes to mm -hmm. the conversation that should still be happening about their book. So would you speak to that a little bit as well? What for, for an author, let's say who has a book and maybe they haven't touched it uh, in terms of getting the word out for a couple of years, like they need to really breathe life back into this. What advice, what strategy do you recommend for them to have in mind to really kickstart that and really see forward, you know, a better path? All right. So I'm going to, um, I love that question. I'm going to give one of my strategies that I think authors forget about. Again, they get tied into, um, you know, getting a royalty on their book. Oh, someone should pay me for my book um, versus give it away. Give mm. the book away. So instead of giving their book away, they'll go spend $500 on a Facebook ad for something that they get almost no response to when they could spend $500 um, so I'm going to give you this example. Let's say you are trying to get into this company and um, do a consulting gig for them. And it really is you know, geared towards their sales department. So let's say they have 20 people in their sales department, plus their HR person, plus their sales director, plus the president, CFO, like all the major people. So maybe you're going to give 30 books away total. So 30 books is going to cost you like $5 a book with shipping and everything, that's $150. Now imagine your book shows up at this company and every single person in that department has your book. And maybe there's a note with it. Check out chapter three. I think this can make a huge impact in your business. 
Do you think they're going to be talking about you that day at their company? Do you think maybe oh, yeah. someone's going to want to reach out to you and have a conversation with you? Um, and on top of it all, they don't throw a book away. So your book is probably going to sit on their desk for weeks, months, maybe even a year that that book is going to be sitting on their desk. So it's just so powerful. So if you want to kickstart your book, think of a client or clients that you're trying to get the foot in the door and said, if you do that 10 times, that's a $1,500 investment. And if, I don't know what your services cost, but if your services are even $3,000, you've doubled your money if you get one client. And what is the lifetime value of that client and referral value of that client? It's just such a small amount mm -hmm. that you can use. Another way to refurbish it too is go in and repurpose that content. You've probably got so many quotes and we're, we're all about innovation, right? So the latest thing to come out is this chat GPT with all the AI. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard about that. So go in and we're going to start offering the service for our clients is pulling great quotes from your book. So go in and pull quotes from your book. And then you've got probably 50 social media posts just with quotes. And then you can have the link to buy your book as well. So a lot of different ways. But the big part is, is getting those big ticket clients um, and seeing who else can buy, who wants to buy 100 copies, 500 copies of your book. Maybe they want to get a copy for their whole team. Um, another example is instead of selling one book at a time on Amazon, how about selling those mass quantities? Maybe there is someone that you could partner with in a promotion. I use the simple example of um, you have a recipe book of soup, you know, soup recipes. Well, you could partner with Nabisco that they're giving your book away for everyone who buys one of their yeah. crackers or some kind of promotion to tie that together. So um, think about things like that that you can do. Those are such big picture thinking ideas. And I love it because it is like a playground of innovation. And it just right. takes that creativity and that mind of uh, just really figuring out how, how you can add value, but to do it in mm -hmm. ways that are smart. I mean, everything you just described is just such a smart way to really leverage your book. And the key is repurposing it, I feel. Definitely. And, you know, we're also doing um, NFTs with people's books. Um, we're launching one um, the beginning of this quarter with Dre Evans, and which is beautiful. He's taking courses. You can take your course and partner it with your book and offer it together as an NFT. So limited edition, right? And then the author gets resale value. So if you don't know what an NFT is like, it's a non-fungible token. But usually when you sell your book or you sell your course, it's a one-time deal. One and done. You don't get any more money for it. But if someone bought your NFT, they've listened to the course, they've read the book, and they can go resell it again, guess what? You can still get 10, 15% royalties on that every time it resells to somebody. Wow. So it's another way to package your course and your book or in any intellectual property with your book and create an NFT with it. So um, we're offering that now. We've done um, a couple of those last year. We're even doing some of our books that way. I just think it's new, innovative, powerful way to, to do it. And another great way to come up with a whole new book you know, we know most people just don't like to read. So that's why we have audiobooks, right? But um, some people just want something quick. It's still an audiobook of six hours or eight hours, whatever the investment mm -hmm. of time is. And then a book to read, it's like, oh, I don't want to read, sit, I'm not a reader. So this year we're going to be offering uh, quick summary books and there'll be summaries mm -hmm. of the chapter real quick. And then we'll put a QR code in there with the author talking about the chapter and doing maybe five minutes on the chapter of why they wrote the chapter and things they should get out of it. So that way, if they still want more, they can go get the audiobook or the full book. 
but then they've got this quick summary book too. So again, it's just being innovative wow. and finding ways for our author to leverage their content that um, to make them successful. I love that. I love that. So as if you're listening in, you can see why uh, Elite Online Publishing is just leading right now when it comes to this space, just with innovation is the key word here. And you really want someone on your team who's going to help, you know, give you that perspective and a new way of seeing your book and what's possible with it. So I love that. Are you giving me some ideas as well <laughs> in different ways that we might be able to, um, I mean, we're already working together with uh, with some authors, but you know, even beyond that, just some of the, just the possibilities that are out there are, are really, really fun and amazing. One in particular we're working on right now is you mentioned a QR code um, yeah. where the author has actually developed a interactive journal as a companion mm. to the book. An interactive journal has the prompts through the QR code sort of uh, to demonstrate the, the 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 activities and to really dive deeper into um, showing those those concepts in a new way. So that's that I, I just love how this space is evolving. Like it's just so exciting. It really is. And it's so fun to stay on top of the innovation and seeing how you can apply it. Um, and that's where I kind of get on my horse. I, I sent an email out today of someone saying, well, maybe I could do a traditional publisher. And I, I was like, don't get me started. <laughs> you know, it was like, no, they're really, they're, they're antiquated dinosaurs. They're like working with mm. Blockbuster. So mm. um, they think they're going to get money. Plus uh, time is worth money. Right. So we're all about I think you and I are all about compressing time and getting your product out there sooner as opposed to later. You know, to work with a traditional publisher is a two or three year process at best. Uh, by the time you find an agent and do all that, it's very hard to to have something done quickly unless you're like a big time celebrity. Then right. they know that you're going to like, oh, geez, Justin Timberlake wants to make a book. OK, then, yeah, we're going to take Justin Timberlake. But for the <laughs> average person, that's not happening. So then you're looking at a two or three year journey versus like when we worked with Donna Peters, she's a great action taker, followed our process to the letter from the day we did our VIP book creation day to the time she published was six months. So think mm. of all that time that she's using her book, getting leverage. She's just done so much with her book already versus you're still in the weeds and the muck of trying to get your yeah. book out there. And, yeah. um, and you've missed all that time and all that, that momentum. Mm. It's so true. It's so true. Well, Melanie, this is such a great conversation. I'm, I'm, I've been taking notes over here, and I'm sure that uh, those tuning in have been doing the same. I hope. Um, but as we start to wrap up the conversation, I would love for you to share any parting words of advice, as well as where folks can reach out and connect with you, uh, and and the publishing company. Sure. So if you're on the fence about doing a book or what a book can do for you, just know that it's going to exponentially excel your credibility, your expertise, and people are going to be impressed. And generally, it's going to increase your business. One of the first pieces of advice we give our authors is, okay, now that you're an international bestseller or Wall Street Journal bestseller, you get the right to raise your prices. So raise everything at least 10% across the board. So um, keep that in mind. And be careful when you pick a publisher um, and ask the right questions. Um, and I'm offering a book today. It's free to you. It's uh, called Podcast Authorized, How to Turn Your Book into a Podcast and Your Podcast into a Book. But it also works if you want to do it for a course. So um, I should probably make another one just for courses, right, Parshall? So we have that yeah. going. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that, that's brilliant. And we have the link to that as well that we'll have in the show notes to this this interview. So that's that's perfect. Thank you for sharing that. 
and um, and just your words of it of, of wisdom and advice that you shared today is uh, just really really meaningful, and I can just tell it comes from a genuine place of really wanting to help others and wanting to see them be successful. So, thank you, thank you. And one last question before I let you go is, what is your one word? So, if you had one word from Melanie to the rest of the world um, that represented all the things that matter and of, of value to you that you would want to leave all the other people with, what is that one word? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of make it two words with the prefix: be magnificent. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I love that. And I can tell too. You 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 definitely live by that for sure. Tell me a little bit more. Why why those two words? You know, I just think it it makes you reach for the top to be the best that you can be. And when you're the best you can be, everybody else around you um, feels it and it rises up with you. Then they start to be their best. So mm. when you're the best leader of yourself, then guess what? Everybody else catches on. Your family, your kids, your spouse, your partner, your friends, they're inspired by you being the best. So be a leader. And by being a leader, you're being the best you. And that leads the whole universe to be better with you, I think. A hundred percent. Ah, so good. Melanie, thank you for your time and being here today on Authors Leverage. And for those that are tuning in, again, I highly recommend connecting with, uh, with Melanie and the company Elite Online Publishing for all of your publishing needs. If you have any questions about that and wanting to get started and be successful in that direction, they've got your back. And, uh, and I've seen and experienced it myself. So definitely recommend them. And uh, again, thank you, Melanie, for being here. And we'll catch you thank all next you. time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And uh, you can go to EliteOnlinePublishing.com. There's an author submission form there. And just such a pleasure. You're amazing at what you do. You do such a great job. And thank you for all your kind words today. And good luck, everyone. Go write that book. Yes, my pleasure. Thanks, Melanie.